What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom. And like I mentioned in last week's episode, or maybe it was the week before that, I can't remember. We have been really, really, really trying as a family to disconnect from devices, disconnect from social media, disconnect from our phones in general. And a lot of that stemmed from learning about this service product called RO. And I had personally, I saw someone talk about it. I went to their page and I loved everything that they were about. And so obviously I reached out to them and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love everything that you're doing. Can I get you on my show? We need to chat about this. Like I want to have a conversation. So we have with us today, one of the co-founders of RO and his name is Joey Odom. And we're just going to dig in to all of this goodness. And I'm going to let them, I'm going to let him share the story and just share what they're all about. But y'all, there is not a person that I know that doesn't in some capacity have a phone, a device, something that is interfering with real life connection. Whether if it's not you, then it's someone, you know, it's a spouse, it's a child, it's a friend, it's a whatever. And so just having this conversation and really opening this up is going to be huge. How to manage tech in such a tech heavy world, how to really understand how to utilize these incredible tools, but not let them control your entire life. Right. So I'm so excited to have this conversation. Let's turn it over to the chat with Joey and I. All right, Joey, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have this conversation with you. Welcome. Micah, thank you so much. I'm excited for us to do our crap here. This is going to be great. <laughs> Let's go. Um, we were chatting a little bit before this and you guys are in for a treat. Like this is going to be one of the most powerful episodes that you're going to want to come back to and listen to us. I feel like on a like seasonally, because we're going to need some refreshers. We're going to need some reminders. So keep this one, um, marked as a favorite or save it in your notes or whatever. Cause I have a feeling that it's going to give you some nuggets that are going to really impact your life. So Joey, before we dig into the meat, tell us more about you. Tell us more about your company. How did this get started? Yeah. I just love everything that you guys are about. Well, thank you. Um, I'll, I'll take you back. I'll take you back a few years. So when my son was five and my son's 14 now, his name's Harrison. He's the greatest kid in the world. And when he was five, he played soccer and he was not the greatest soccer player in the world. So Harrison is, and he, he rolls his eyes every time I tell this story, but <laughs> he's five years old and he's playing his first soccer season. And it's, he's the last kid on the team who has not scored a goal. So he's, he's, he's the only one who's not scored a goal on his team. And so here we are on a Saturday afternoon and 
and the game's going and it's and it's almost like mike it's almost like you think back in like as a movie and you see it in slow motion it's it's harrison and it's it's the ball it's the dramatic music playing and you know and the and so he rears back his leg he kicks the ball and it goes end over end into the back of the net so harrison scores his first goal goal and by and you know the whole crowd knows that the whole crowd's going wild his coach goes and lifts him up and what's the first thing that a five-year-old boy does when he scores his first soccer goal, he looks over to dad, right? So for us to have this beautiful moment of eyes lock and he can see that dad's proud of him, but I missed it. I missed the goal. I missed the moment. I missed the cheers. I didn't know what they were cheering about. Why? Oh, because I was looking down at my phone doing who knows what could have been a group text. It could have been in, in, you know, quote unquote, important email, but all I know is that Harrison looked over to me for adoration and affirmation, and I was there for none of it. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And so that was the beginning of, that was one of, you know, unfortunately, my life didn't change dramatically after that, by the way. Yeah. I was still found myself again and again with this distraction in my pocket, getting in the way of my intentions for my life. And so one day I get a text from, you know, ironically a text from, um, <laughs> from a, a friend of mine, Heath Wilson, Heath was an entrepreneur. He had, um, had a very successful exit, sold a, a financial services business to NASDAQ. And so he was 45 days into retirement and his wife said, you're driving me crazy. You got to go find a hobby. <laughs> so I love it. So he texted me and said, Hey, I have a big idea. Um, I want to talk about it. And so we, we sat and talked about this thing that we were both struggling with. We met at a men's group. So the group to be a better husband, father, you know, and, and, um, just better person all around. And so when we met, we, we had this commonality of, Hey, we have these great intentions and, and we knew that we were kind of missing it. And a lot of the reason was our phone. And we just said, let's do something about it. Heath said, I'll spend as much money as I need to, to solve it for my family. And if we can solve it for our families, I bet you it'll make a difference in a lot of other families. Okay. So thanks first of all, for kicking things off, making me cry, (laughs) (laughs) but that really is, that's such a powerful story because I can, I I would be willing to bet that most listeners have had some type of moment like that, something, because it's just so, 
this device in our pocket, just like you mentioned, like, it's just so freaking convenient. It's yeah. so you go to the airport and like, there's not a human around that is not looking at their phone. Right. It's insane. And it's such an interesting situation because when you think about how much good comes from it, what good yeah. you can do, the the connection that you have with people far away, what you can serve, you can be a positive, like I have built a ginormous business from my phone. What yeah. a blessing. And it's like, how can we continue to use it to serve our purpose, our light, our life, yeah. all of the things and have the boundaries and have the discipline and have the structure and have that, you know, it's like, ah, that's been the hardest thing. I think probably for most people. And I love that. That's just what generated all of this for you guys is like, let's figure it out for our families yeah, and then let's give it to others. Well, what's amazing about it, Micah, is all the good it does. And so people, you know, we're early, we're 15 years into effectively the smartphone experiment. 15 years ago, about iPhone was released. So we're 15 years in, we're really early. And this is going to become, you know, you remember the old advertisements with doctors and lab coats, smoking cigarettes, advertising for cigarettes. We're going to look back on these <laughs> right, days and right. laugh and just think, what on earth were we thinking? Because we've gone so far into it. But, and, yeah. and it's because phones do so much good for us and we love them and I'm never getting rid of my phone. And so the, a lot of the, the solutions, when people talk about this, they, they begin to demonize technology. Now, yeah. our, our company is a tech company. So our, is a tech company. So we love technology, but we have to figure out to your point, a way to harness it in the, in the best way, in the same ways that, you know, we have with cars and with airplane, other, other, you know, things that, that potentially could have destructive, you know, destructive, um, you know, results as a result of them. I mean, I, I remember reading the Wright brothers, they actually, when they saw airplanes being used in war, they said, I wish we would have never built this thing, which is a fascinating thing. And so right. let's figure out how to harness it. We had one of our, the RO members, he had a, a really, really interesting statement. He said, he believes that smartphones are additive in every area of our lives, except for relationships. He says they're a net negative to relationships, but in every other area, they're great. So let's figure out how to harness all the great and let's figure out how to minimize the negative so that we can use them as tools to further our lives, lives that all of us. And I, I know everybody listening to this podcast, they have lives of intention. I want to be yeah. intentional. These are high performers. These are people who have really great intentions for the life. Let's help align our actions with our intentions. Yes. I love this so much. So what have you guys found? Like, let's dig into some, before we chat, um, I don't know, in another direction, I want to know like statistics, research, yeah. what have you guys found just from learning more about the addiction, yeah. the dangers, like what are we dealing with here in a very real, real capacity? I'll give you three stats. Okay. Um, the first one is, is the core, the core piece of it, which we believe again, we believe the the core issue is our relationship to our phones. It's not necessarily the phones. It's not necessarily the things we can get on phones. By the way, there are some, some bad things out there. Our company, RO is not here to solve human trafficking, which is horrendous. Our, our, our company is not in here to go solve social media with, you know, issues. And there are some real problems there. We're here to go to that core relationship we have with our phones and help us build that more healthy relationship so that we can use them well. So the first yeah. stat is that 91% of Americans have their phones with them 24 hours a day. They don't have to move their feet to reach their phones, 91% of us. Wow. So the core relationship we have with our phone is that it needs to be with us at all times. 
And that is the fundamental thing that we're, we're questioning, which is, yeah, it's really helpful when probably during a work day, your business, my business, I need my phone. Now I don't need it at dinner time, but because the default place is my pocket, I leave it there. And as a result, and this is probably a much bigger one, a much bigger discussion. We can tackle it for just a second. You've talked about decision fatigue before. Mm-hmm. We are living in a state of constant decision fatigue. And here's what it's saying. If our phone's in our pocket and we're hearing it buzz, it's constantly saying to us, hey, do you want to be here or somewhere else? Hey, my, you're deciding, do I want to be on my phone or do I want to be with my family? Do I want to be here or there? It's a constant yelling at us that's saying, and so what is that just wears down our mind. So we're, and we're going to succumb at some point. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to neglect the here for the there because of that. So that's the first one is 91% of us have our phones with us at all times. The second one is a really interesting one. And this comes from, from a, um, an academic, a researcher named Maxie Heitmeyer, Dr. Maxie Heitmeyer from the London School of Economics. He says that 89% of smartphone usage is self-initiated. So when you silence your notifications, that's probably good, but that's addressing about 11% of your phone wow. usage. The other 89% is us, is us saying, you know, thinking of the, you know, whatever it is in the middle of a conversation. And so we are, we're initiating this behavior on, on our own. And, and we can talk about this a lot more. The core issue back to the first one is our environment. So if our phone's with us, if our environment is set up to where we have this infinite machine in our pockets, where we can search for any answer at any moment, then that's going to win around the, no matter how much we want to be present, that's going to win. We're just going to continue to initiate. So our our 89% of our behavior is self-initiated on our phones. And the last one is a qualitative one. And it's one, I think you, I think you, I know you have a lot of, of moms who listen here. And I think this probably, probably will hit home. This was in our research at the outset. Our researcher said that this is the first generation of kids who will die with more of other people's memories than memories they create on their own. Think about that for a second. Man, They're living other people's memories on Instagram and on TikTok, and they're not creating their own. So they're going to have more of other people's memories than their own. We got to do something about it. Wow. That is so powerful to think about. Oh, man. That one gets me every time. But here's what's great, Micah. Here's what's, here's, what's just amazing about it is all three of those, they, it doesn't have to be that way. That's what's so fun is it's not doom and gloom. It's, it's actually hopeful. And here's, what's cool. We're a lot closer to the life we want than what we think, than what we may imagine. It's not as big a monster as we think. It's more of a paper tiger than a real tiger. We can do something about it. And that's what's, that's, what's really fun about it is there's hope on the other side and it's really close. Well, I love that. I love just hearing those statistics. To me, whenever there's a problem, I feel way more empowered when I am the problem because Mm. I know if I'm the problem, I'm also the solution. And so if I'm initiating 89% of this, then that gives me way more control over making the change and shifting. And so I think really for our listeners and all of us, just really owning where are you at in your tech journey as a family and owning that and taking responsibility and saying, okay, yeah, maybe this is an issue. Maybe it is dinner time and half of our family members are on their devices or they have them right next to them and they're going off and it's distracting. Like those are things that have just become so normal that you don't even like think twice about it. But as you learn more about this and as you really understand how detrimental this is to our relationships and our family and the dynamic and creating those memories and living your life instead of someone else's, Hmm. 
these things will become, you'll become aware and you'll be able to make the change. And I think that's the coolest part. And why I was like, as soon as I saw what you guys were about, I'm like, I have got to get them on my show. Like I've (laughs) got to get them on there. I've got to like get this message to more people so that they can feel empowered because it does feel like it's such a big thing to deal with where you're like, how do I even tackle this? Yeah. Like, how do I? And that's where, that's where most people, I think that's where a lot, where most people land. I know it's an issue and I don't even know where to start. That's where most people say, I don't know where to start. And that, that's where we start. By the way, I even have that. And my kids, my daughter, you will love this. She sent me, my 12 year old sent me a PowerPoint presentation today. This is two hours ago. And it was a 12 page PowerPoint, 12 slide PowerPoint presentation, why I should have social media and Safari on my phone. Oh my and gosh. I, I mean, it was so good too. She gave me the <laughs> pros and then she, with every con she provided oh the solution. Gosh. It was brilliant the way she did. But it's And so I still don't know what to do with that, but I, here's what I do know. I do know her relationship <laughs> with her phone is good. I know that she is not the kid at dinners with other people who's looking at her phone. I know she's not phone snubbing kids in the middle of conversation because she has a good relationship because she's initiated that good behavior. Yeah. And it's hard for us who've had technology for years we're going to go back and kind of retrain some things. And that's a little bit difficult, but when you initiate that good behavior with kids, it's just a game changer. And their relationship with their phone is really, really good. It, it comes down to environment. So James Clear in Atomic Habits, he says, in, you know, in short, <laughs> environment stronger than willpower. So over time, if we're relying on our willpower and we don't have the environment set up for it, our willpower will lose every time to environment. Environment wins. So let's yeah. curate the environment, which is not as difficult as we think. It takes a really, I don't know if you know Tanner Clark, who's a great speaker to um, to kids and kind of empowerment. He talks about having a one second of strength. So if you have the environment that can set up that one second of strength, then it becomes something that is much, much easier for you to follow through on. I love that so much. So what... When it comes to our kids, at what what are what have you found? Like at what age is appropriate? Or like at what when when is this? And I think that's such a that's what I've gone through with my kids. It's like at this point, I've got well, she's almost 14. So 13, 11, and then seven, four, one, baby on the way. So we've got like a whole whole mix of ages. And the older two, they have phones that mm-hmm. actually call and text. Like they actually work. My younger one like plays on an old phone, like for games. So it's like, and that was such a, when is the right time? When are they like, you know, and we've done the teaching them boundaries, teaching them what's safe, teaching them. Like we've done the things to like, hopefully set them up and, and all of the things, but it's like, ah, how do you know when they can handle this device? Like it's so tricky. Well, I'll say one thing. I've met few adults who know how to handle it fully appropriately, right? It's so it's, it's, so true. it's I mean, they are they are designed to overcome all of our brains, and they're a lot yeah. smarter. They're a lot smarter than I am. So I I think that it's I don't know that we're ever going to you know I don't think you ever reach a real point of enlightenment. Enlightenment, but we look at it in in kind of three stages for kids. So we you know, the, the first, the first stage, we'll let's call it zero to zero to about seven. That's a time that is really, really the onus is on us as parents to demonstrate that good behavior, because what we're doing, we are hardwiring in their brains, literally through, you know, neuroplasticity, like our, our brains, like everything's being rewired, being wired by what we see. They're going to implement what they see from zero to seven. So it's on us to set up for them and show them, demonstrate for them the right relationship with their phone. And the 
and all throughout a kid's life. This is scary, you know, but it's it's a good opportunity as well to know that any action that you that you do is hardwiring into their brain. So if in the middle of a conversation with my 12-year-old daughter, if I pull, pull up my phone and I look at it, that's hardwired and she's in the middle of something vulnerable, that's going to kill the moment, that's going to kill vulnerability, that's going to kill intimacy and it hardwires in her brain, I can't be vulnerable with dad. Yeah. That's scary. But mm -hmm. it also opens up the opportunity when she says, "Dad, can I talk to you about something?" If I go take my phone and I put it in RO, that's a that's a message to her that says I'm more important to dad than his phone. So that's yeah, really powerful. That's huge. So the three stages, so about zero to seven, that's all about modeling. That's all about showing them what, what it looks like. And then we're big proponents of introducing technology and teaching the right relationship. So I'll use the story of Sleeping Beauty, which I don't know if this is a good or bad example, but in the story <laughs> of Sleeping Beauty, the young princess, she has a prophecy spoken over her. And the prophecy is one day she'll prick her finger on a spinning wheel. So what did her parents do? They got rid of every spinning wheel in the entire kingdom, except they somehow forgot one. But, and so when she finally encountered that one spinning wheel, because she had no experience with spinning wheels, the first thing she does is pricks her finger. Yeah. So what if they would have taught her how to be like the biggest boss spinning wheel person in the whole kingdom? And then she would have realized from a young age, here's how we use those things. So that seven to 12, we like things like, a gab watch, a gab phone, you know, those things that are, have limited functionality where you can begin yeah. to understand like the necessity and kind of the core functionality of those things. We think that's a good time to have that tweener stage. And then beyond that, call that 12 plus, that's when you kind of introduce and you begin to coach, you show them the smartphone, you give them limited functionality. Like I said, my 12 and 14 year olds, they don't have Safari on their phones. They don't have social media on their phones. And we're going to slowly introduce some of those things because I don't want them to go crazy when they're out of the house but we do need to train them. So I think to me, those are the three stages of that. But I think for us, the biggest thing is how are we modeling those things for them? Taking a quick time out from the show to make sure that you know that right now I am filling my next month's spot in my virtual gym. This is my space where I get to coach my clients, where I get to help you get aligned with simple workouts and solutions to your fitness and your nutrition and your mindset and supplements and everything that I love and have used personally for the past eight and a half years and will literally use for the rest of my life because of how quick and efficient and simple they make healthy living. This is where I help you get aligned with these solutions. And then I support you and coach you and mentor you on your journey. So if you are ready to get on a direct path to reach all of your health goals while fully living your life, yes, you can still continue to have um, your favorite treats and your favorite things. And we'll teach you how to incorporate those. And it's not deprivation or anything like that. Like I want you to enjoy the process. So we'll make sure you figure out how to do that. If you're ready to take out the overwhelm and the complexity when it comes to creating healthy habits for your family, not just for you, but really involving your family as well. And if you want to align yourself with a community of incredible women to lock arms with and journey with alongside throughout every season of life, then the virtual gym is where you want to be. So go to micafolsomfit.com slash get fit to learn all about it, fill out the goal form so that I can learn more about you. And we can make sure that you get aligned with exactly the right game plan to get you started. I can't wait to chat. I'm right now. I love that so much. It's so funny in my stories today on Instagram, I talked about modeling. I talked about like mm. our parents, our kids, they're not always listening. They're not always 
hearing what we're saying, but they're watching. So yeah. the most powerful lessons we can teach are caught. They're not yeah. taught. Caught, not taught. And I'm like, um, and it's so cool because you do, you see these little kids that are like swiping through and they're geniuses and they know what's <laughs> going on. And you're like, how? But that's all they know. Like that's that is right. all they know. It's so it oh, it's just wild. Like it really it is, is a different world that we're raising kids in. And so I do think that we just need to have these conversations so that we can have different ideas around how to do this, how to manage both, how to leverage the incredible resource of technology and still keep those relationships strong, have those boundaries and all the things. Um, What about the difference between like moms and dads? How is the, how is the relationship with phones and all of that? How is that different? Have you, have you guys found anything? Oh, it's just, it, this has been just mind blowing. So we start, you know, Heath and I are, you know, we're dads. This is where it began is we, you know, more time with our kids and, um, and it's been really interesting. One thing, one real thing that I'm interested in, I think this really applies to most of the women, the successful women, the moms, the people who are listening to your podcast, your audience. I mean, these are entrepreneurs. These are, these are driven women. These are, you know, these are, these are boss ladies here. So they're, (laughs) they're, uh, what I've found is that the moms are leading the charge here. These are the fierce protectors of the home and they're, they're looking out for they're the, they're looking out for their kids and they want what's best for their kids. They want to, so they're the ones that are really, really leading here. And, you know, some ways I'm, it's, I wish I saw more of the dads taking that active role, but I just love it when the moms step in, they say, no, we're, this is not, this is not okay because moms say, Hey, this is who we are as a family. So they're, they're, they're kind of setting the stage there. So, but along with that for women, for moms, and I'm overgeneralizing and I understand that and please don't send hate mail, but this is what we found <laughs> is that, is that moms, we've found that moms look at their phones and their phones are kind of a symbol of all the things they have to do. Mm. And so, and so, because they're running the house, they're doing everything. They're running careers around the house. They're, they're managing the kids. They're doing everything. And sometimes moms need a little permission for some me time. Moms some need a little bit of permission for some connection time with their partner. And because they're so service driven, they oftentimes don't give themselves that permission. So we found dads on the other side, dads put their, I'll, pay, I'll say it very simply, dads put their, put down their phones to connect with others. Moms oftentimes pick up their phones to connect. Mm. they're connecting with the outside world dads put down their phones to connect but moms need it moms need it. and here's another thing we found this is this is a real hot take we found in our research that moms often don't want more time with their kids they have a lot of time with their kids right i mean they're good that's true they're, they and so they and so they just need a little permission to have some you know to go have some me time that's not always true sometimes they do and dads sometimes but hey let's put down our phones let's let's spend time with the let's spend time with the kids mom's like i've been doing that all day what are you talking about leave me alone yeah. so we found some some key differences there and connection is the main key and just how you get to connection and we've also found and i saw this you know we've all seen this i saw this just a, in my mind it was like a devastating scene that i saw at a restaurant a, a few weeks ago where it was a, it was it appeared to be a, mar- a married couple and the husband is looking, just literally scrolling through his phone at the dinner table while the food's there, just sitting there scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And the wife is just looking at him just on the side of face, not mad. She wasn't <gasps> mad, like a longing, like, please connect with me, please be yeah. here with me. And it's just, the phone is also this just 
the, the phone is this invitation, like, hey, go somewhere else for a minute. And gosh, and, and this, I think at Aro, I think I, I really do. I really do believe it. I think marriages are going to be saved because I think I believe that 100%. Let's put this way and let's look in each other's eyes again. Right. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's astounding. It's astounding the differences between men and women, moms and dads, the way they relate to their phones and the way they relate to others and how those two interplay with each other. Because we all know this. We all know when you change your relationship with your phone, you change your relationship with everyone around you. That's big. I love that you're like this topic of your relationship with your phone. I, I've never really thought about it like that, but even when like 10 years ago, when I really started building a business online, majority, like mostly from my phone, it really did. I intentionally had to change my relationship with my phone in that moment, because I went from my phone was like you mentioned as a stay at home mom of two little kids. My husband was in vet school. My phone was my escape. That was how I got out of mom life for a minute and connected with some friends or connected on social media or went to Pinterest and looked at all the pretty food and houses and whatever, like that was my escape. And then when I started working and it became my job and there was purpose behind it, I had to flip that switch of like, what's my relationship with my phone? It's no longer wasting time. It's no longer Mm. escaping. This is going to fuel my dreams. This is going to make an impact. This is. And so I had to intentionally shift my relationship with my phone in that moment so that I could view it differently and I could spend the time differently. And same thing with this, like we just, we get so used to how it is in our life, but like you can intentionally shift that and there's a time and a place to use it and have it handy and be on it. And then there's a time and a place to have it away and to just be present and to not be distracted by anything else in the world because everything else can wait. So I want you to explain how Aura works. Like sure. what, what is it? How does it work? How does it help make this process of like really creating those boundaries and stuff so much easier? Cause it yeah. has. Well, it begins with, again, back to this, the premise that our phones are with us all the time. And that's, that's, that begins with the premise. And they're going back to this researcher. I mentioned Maxie Heitmeyer, London School of Economics. He says that. The only way for us to spend less time on our phones is for them to be out of sight and away from us, which duh, right? I mean, obviously (laughs) if you don't have your phone, you're not going to use it, right? Right. But he goes further. He says, silencing notifications doesn't help. Well, why? Because only 11% of our phone use is is inbound distraction. It's self-initiated distraction. So silencing notifications doesn't help. We all know the screen time report we get from Apple on Sundays doesn't help. That's not a helpful tool for us because- because the, you know, it, it's a, um, because we, that's not actionable information we get. That's not, we don't, that, you know, you're on your phone for 60 hours a week. Well, that doesn't help you. So that's not useful information. So the premise is let's get this away from us. Now we all know that. And everybody I've ever met, you probably, I bet you would agree with this. hundred percent of people I've met either have a shoebox or a drawer. So we all already have a place where we can put our phone. The problem is it's hard to do that. What, what, what does that require to get over there? So we looked at this problem and we said that right now our place for our phones is in our pockets. We need a place to put our phone down. So we took an old, took an old shoebox and we put it in there and we strung some cords in the back and that helped. Okay. But then we said, okay, we need a, an experience, something like a personal trainer that's reminding us, Hey, let's put your phone down. And when you do that, you need to get rewarded for, it. you need a little pat on the back. So the RO app 
is what connects. So we built a, you know, patented technology where you drop your phone in the RO, I'll call it the box for primitive terms. It's a beautiful kind of home decor piece. It, it's a really nice looking piece. When you drop your phone in and immediately connects to the app and it begins to track the time that you're away from your phone. So when you pick up your phone, you can see here's how much time I spent away from my phone. And then you start aggregating that amount of time and you can tag how you've used it. You can make a competition with friends and family, but it does it all for you immediately and instantly. So there's Apple can say to you, hey, here's how much time you were on your phone. Aura is the only thing that can tell you how much time you were away from your phone because we're tracking it for the time that you're away from your phone. And it's all built around the science of habit formation. Again, back to James Clear, four stages, cue, craving, response, reward. That's how you build a habit. So this visual cue of RO sitting in your home, in your kitchen, it's a beautiful, again, like I said, home decor piece. But then the reminder from the app that says, hey, Micah, why don't you have a little bit of, why don't you have a little bit of time away from your phone? Or, hey, it looks like it's dinner time. Or cool thing about the app is when someone puts their phone in, it sends a reminder, it sends a notice to everybody in the family that says, hey, you know, dad just put his phone in RO, would you like to join him? So that's the cue that initiates that craving, to, that want to do, the response, putting it down. And then the reward piece is the most powerful is looking and seeing how much time you spend away from your phone or getting a badge or, you know, get, continuing your streak of spending time away. And when you feel good, you do that thing again. And so it begins to spend that time. It begins to build that, that habit. And we're, you know, we had one, one person last week post on Instagram. She said, I spent 25% less time on my phone this week. Thanks to RO. So it's that combination of the place and it's that combination of the software, kind of the personal trainer type of thing and the coaching and the guide that helps you spend a little bit of time, less time away from your phone. And it's, excuse me, a little bit less time on your phone. And truly, it's a transformational experience because it's another symbol. And this is what a lot of moms love. RO sits in their home and they say, well, what, hey, people come over, what is that? That is a symbol of the type of people we want to be. Intentional, present, focused, spending time with each other in community, connecting with each other. And so it's more than, you know, obviously the experience itself is habit rewarding, is habit building, but the real key is, hey, this is something that symbolizes the type of person you would like to be. I love it so much. And I, so we got RO mm -hmm. before Christmas and then I wrapped it up and had that as part of a Christmas present because it was something we, we were trying to do anyways. We, like my daughter had made us a phone box where it was our no phone zone and it was cute and we hardly ever used it because it was still inconvenient. It was like hard to put in. It was awkward. It was hard to get them out. So just having that like annoyance was enough for us to just be like, eh, we're just not going to use it that much. <laughs> so when I saw this, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like exactly what we wanted. We just, this is so much better. So we unwrapped it on Christmas. I had already set up the app. I was already like, okay, this is so rad. And my kids are so fired up about it. Like they love anything that becomes a competition. My kids are so competitive. <laughs> and so they really do. They're like, how, how much time did you have today? Like how much? And, and it's such a fun way yeah. to celebrate what we wanted to do anyways, because it does all of that for you. And That's then right. when you, when you take your phone out and it's like, congrats, you've gained three hours and 10 minutes back like in your life. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. And how was I able to spend that time? Oh, I was with the kids. We were playing Scrabble. Like yeah. that wouldn't have happened. Otherwise it's just, I just, it makes it so much easier. It and, makes and, it so much easier. And, and the reason we don't put our phones away. And, and again, with our phones, I the, the term distraction, I, I define distraction as anything that gets in the way of your intentions. Yeah. So we all have intentions. Again, everybody listening here, 
hasn't has grand intentions for their life and we probably have some distraction and so and in, in, in the same way that I could go running on my own to burn some calories, I need I need the discipline and accountability of a gym. I need to remove some of that friction. So I pay money to go do that. And it's helpful and it's and it's more sustainable. So we all need that. And I think that some people, you know, I would say that in, in some ways it's it's like the it's like people will look at if you're like me, you don't view receiving help as as weakness. You view asking for help as strength. Yeah. So asking for help shows that strength inside of you. And so when you go ask for that help and say, hey, I need a little bit of help with this. I, I need some more help being more present. I think it makes a huge difference. So we remove the friction of putting your phone down and then you make it fun and rewarding. And what's so fun for kids, especially kids that are pre-phone, RO is an equalizer. So what it does when mom and dad and maybe older brother, older sister put their phone down, everybody's on the same plane. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's equal. No one has technology. You're just, you're just having fun. And that's what happens. You know how it is because you've experienced it. You kind of forget that you're away from your phone and then all of a sudden you just get engaged. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing thing. It really is. It's awesome. I like, however I can help, like share more about it. I need to talk more about it when I am on my phone because people, <laughs> and that's like, that's the funny situation too. I'm like, it's just all of it. All of it is like, how, how do you do this? How do yeah. you how do you share? I'm like, I'm going to use my social to talk about not being on my phone. I'm like, what the heck? But it's possible. I know it is. Yeah, it's because possible. it's practical because we, we're, we, you know, we're not, this is not a Pollyanna um, vision that we have that everybody's going to be off their phone right. and be having these amazing moments together. No, we need our phones. Our phones are great. And so the notion, you know, the idea of me going to a flip phone, for example, is totally impractical to my life. I'm never going to do it. Yeah. The idea of me not having my phone for 45 minutes of dinner, that's very, very practical, but totally. I need help. I just, I need a little help and I need, I do need the attaboy. I need the badge, the pat on the back. It feels good to do that. And then I need it. And then I need that thing that's nudging me towards putting it away and having a place for it. So it, this is for us, this works within your life and it helps build a practical, sustainable relationship with your phones. And it's not an ethereal thing. Again, it's, it's back to what I said earlier. We're a lot closer to the lives we want. We're a lot closer to connection than we think. We're actually a, putting your phone in RO away from a great moment, from having some connection time and building that sustainably over time in a way that can, everybody can follow it for a long, long time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I love it. Okay, I have to ask. We have iPhones. My husband does not. When is it going to be available for Androids or whatever else the other this month help is on the oh way my we, gosh. it's coming it is coming we we've uh we, st- we he's got major fomo he's like i can't even be a part of this well <laughs> that's a bigger discussion for why he would why he would be you know such a contrarian and not have an iphone with with the rest of his family right i know but, but we yeah it's coming this month that's great news and we'll, we'll make sure awesome. he gets on the early list of, uh, of beta users awesome yes well joey this is so good i'm just like I'm super grateful from a mom and a wife and someone who's like in the struggle of like, how do you do this? Like, how do you do this? I'm so grateful you guys created this. And I'm so grateful that it was important to you, important enough to figure this out and to get it going and to put all the time and effort and energy and resources into creating it. And literally like anything I can do to help, like I'm game. So let me know. Well, I, I appreciate it. it. It's um, it's an exciting thing, but we'll do and we'll we'll follow up and you can put it in the in the show description. We'll have a, a special code for do your crap listeners. Make sure everybody gets awesome. a discount to join. We want it to be easy for everybody to join, be part of it. And it's it's a growing. I mean, it's an actual growing movement. I mean, yesterday, um, the RO community spent an equivalent of fifty days away from their phones. And so it's, and there are orders coming in all the time. This is a growing community and it's for, you know, I'll just emphasize this. This is for, this is not for the casual person. This is, this is for the intentional person that is looking at every area of how their family operates. Yeah. They're looking at, Hey, I'm a, I'm a boss at, at, at business. I'm a great person in my family and I'm looking out for my family. And again, I think moms are leading the charge. So it's really for the intentional mom who's curating how her family lives and wants to, build a representation of who they are kind of as a, as a character and community, as a family. So I'm excited. This is, this, the, um, the do your crap listener really is the, uh, really is right square in that. It's like market. your ideal customer. Like my oh, listeners sure. are your people. Like Absolutely. they're going to be pumped about this. I have no doubt about that. So where can they find you? Where can they connect? Yeah. Um, our website is goaro.com, G O A R O.com. And then you can find us on socials at, at goaro now. Cool. You guys, I know lots of you guys have probably been looking for something like this. So now you have it. If you guys have anything, any questions or anything that you have for Joey, I'm sure he'd be more than happy. Like go shoot him a DM on Instagram, or I'm sure there's an email somewhere. Do you have an, how do you want them? Like, what's the best way to get in touch with you? you? Shoot me personally an email, joey at goro.com. Joey at goro.com would would love to, would love to connect. Perfect. All right, you guys, hopefully this was so much value for you today. I know it was for me. Loved having this conversation. Excited to go get my phone back in the box. (laughs) (laughs) And just thank you for being on and doing what you do. So appreciative. Thank you, Micah. Appreciate it. Of course. All right, you guys, we'll be back in another week. Until next time. Wrapping up another episode, and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, 
and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.